It's Chandra with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I want to talk about colt starting competition. So this is my opinion, but I am a horse trainer. I've done, I've studied equine science, done all the whole thing. So I definitely have an idea of equine behavior and their environment and what makes them tick and things like that. So it is based on that. So I wanted to kind of go over the cons first, and then I'll talk about the pros at the end. So the most popular of these is going to be Road to the Horse. So uh, most people who have horses should know about that. It is a Western thing predominantly. I know they have some people do English stuff, but it is mostly a Western thing. So some people might not have heard of it. Um, And then there are just a lot of just cult starting competitions pretty much all over. There there was one here that I've been to um, and I want to talk about just it in general um, just a cult starting competition in general. And then I'll kind of delve into the different layers of that and, and kind of just talk about the details, I guess. So uh, overall, if you don't know what this is, usually you have like three or four people and they're going to be like cult starters. And if it's like road to the horse, you're going to have big name trainers. Um, if it's going to be your local thing, it's going to be probably local trainers. You might have some big, bigger trainers or ones that are kind of up and coming maybe. So that's kind of where you're at. I don't know exactly how they pick them and stuff like that, but that's kind of the idea. So you usually have three or four and then you have those, each trainer has a round pen. Each trainer picks a unbroke horse and it doesn't necessarily have to be a colt. It could be a mare. It could be gelding. doesn't really necessarily matter. It's just called colt starting. And then you have the round pens and you have a set designated amount of time in which you start training the horse and training it to be ridden. So I want to say road to the horse is three days. Um, I'm just going to go with that one because everything else is based on that. So three days and then I think it's two hours each day that you have to work with the horse and on the third day you you like have to leave the round pen and do this obstacle course and then it's judged by other horsemen. So that's kind of the gist of it. You do like the horse gets breaks, um, in between, like it gets allotted so much time for breaks. And then, uh, you do get some time to ride outside of the round pen and it's usually held in like a big indoor arena coliseum kind of depends, especially for those local ones. But I know road to the horse was held like in Kentucky. And then I think it was held in Tennessee for a long time before then it was Texas last year. So they're indoors because they're usually like in the springtime, but that's kind of the gist of it. And there is a large amount of prize money. I think it's like a hundred thousand. Um, it might be slightly less. It's around that for road to the horse specifically. I know local ones, the one that I went to, um, it wasn't that much obviously, but it, they do have prize money. So that's kind of the, uh, the gist of it. So my first problem that I have is that the time frame is ridiculously fast. So not only are you hurting the horse because there's just it's just so insanely sped up that you're going to have a horse that doesn't have a great foundation and has been rushed and it's like what we try to say as trainers so much is like slow down you'll go faster slow down you'll, you you want to lay that good foundation you want to have all the steps in place and then we have these competitions and we just completely throw all of that away I find that crazy um 
the the timetable is really the biggest issue I have with that. And I have that for for very many reasons. Um, but the first part is going to be that you cannot get a broke horse. You cannot get a foundation on a horse in three days. Even if you worked all day long, which you definitely should not do because that's too much. But if you have, what, two hours every day, so you have six hours, like, you are not anywhere close to having even a horse that's started. And now we have these, I feel like the cult starting competitions are pushing that time frame even to just regular horse trainers or cult starters or whatever in a normal, typical setting. So a lot of clients would be like, oh, I want my horse started in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. And they're like, well, they do it in three days on TV and they just don't understand that that's just super unrealistic. So not only is it too fast on your horse because of multiple reasons, I'm just going to go through the bullet points and then I'll kind of go in deeper. So biggest thing is you are not putting on a good foundation for your horse. Your horse is not trained. It's not learned a very much of anything. It, it's There's the the process is incredibly stressful. So those horses are pushed way over threshold. They're in flight or fight. They're not learning when you're in that that mode in your brain. You're not absorbing things. So those horses are not learning very much. So it's bad for that reason because the horses are usually sold afterward and then you have that false like oh well he's had so much training with this so and so trainer he should be good to go and that's just not true and i know a lot of trainers do say like okay well, well now we'll put him in training for however so many days and then that is good but i feel like it pushes the horses too far and it pushes the public to have just a really poor example of what the time frame should be for horse training. So the horses are pushed way too fast, too hard. And then the people who watch this are like, oh, well, my horse should be done at this point in time. My horse should be done that amount of time because I saw it on TV. And then as a trainer, you're dealing with these clients and they're just like, see, oh, I saw this on TV. So why aren't you doing it? And then everyone kind of loses. So that is my biggest thing. Um, A couple of different things that go into that. So when you do a colt starting and Road to the Horse specifically, I know they use like four sixes horses from that specific ranch. So those horses are hauled there and they're hauled in a large stock trailer. I think they're not completely wild. They're, they're obviously not wild horses, but I believe they're three years old. I believe that they had halters on and had their feet trimmed. And I think that's it. I don't know what that process looks like there. So from seeing the shows that I've seen, the road to the horses that I've seen, then, you know, it's, it's probably not very much at all. So, um, so these horses have no background, no history of any training whatsoever. Then they're all shipped pretty far depending on where the competition is. And then they're all run into this Coliseum. Everybody's there's the fans are screaming and it's packed. So that's terrifying. And then they're picked out and put in these round pens and then they're work for two hours every day. And then 
then they're sent off to other places. So the whole experience just in general is not great for the horses, especially a young horse. And you're trying to have this good foundation on and build them up slowly and set them up for success and give them good experiences. But then you just throw all this stuff on them at once. Like you would just would like, it doesn't make a lot of sense coming from a training perspective, why, why you would do that. So, um, that part, just the logistics of it, just the, the, the way it's done is, is just too fast. And that's my biggest thing that I have with it. Now, all this is just going to be my opinion. So, um, I wouldn't get too crazy, um, with beat me up over it, but you have the horses that are going through all this stressful experiences, and then you're just going to it's going to perpetuate the stress for a longer amount of time in my perspective. So if horses are learning, it's like in general training, when you're teaching a horse to go forward on the lunge line is a good example. Most of the time people are chasing the horse forward with a whip and that scares the horse or it enacts the flight system. So the horse moves forward. And then when it moves forward, you take it away. So basic example of negative reinforcement. But when you're doing that, you are lighting up the parts of the brain that are using the fear system. So they're like, oh gosh, I better get away from that. So they have this ingrained in their minds, like, oh, I better get away from that. And there's always going to be that little bit of tension, that little bit of fear there. And for some horses, they don't necessarily have the fear, but they have like the tension about it, or they're just mad about it. They're annoyed about it. And that's where you get the kicking out kind of behaviors and things like that. So um, for that example, it would be they're associating that feeling that they have with the training at the moment. So If you take that example and you put it with a colt starting competition, then you're having a horse that associates people leading, riding, maybe training in general with all of this stress from the very beginning. And that is not good. (laughs) So don't love that. (laughs) But people don't think about the training and the emotions that go with it very much at all. And if we did, it would definitely help a lot of people, but they're thinking of what happened to them while they're training. So that's a big deal. Um, so not, I don't want to say this for every, every horse starting competition, but most of the time the horses that are being used are pretty nice. So they're probably a quarter horse and they're probably pretty well bred. Um, the one I went to here, I know came from just like a a fairly well-known farm. They're all quarter horses. They're all pretty well-bred. They're already got the mindset and they're, they're more bred to be good-minded and bred to not be super reactive and be pretty gentle and quiet. They already have that set up. So when you know that ahead of time, and especially if you watch the big ones, the big colt starting competitions, those horses sell at the end and they sell the extra ones that the clinicians and the trainers don't don't buy or don't train they sell them all but um, the ones that had don't have any training still sell for a decent amount of money and you can see the papers they'll show that online after the competition is over and I saw one year I think the lowest selling horse was a few thousand but you're also thinking about an unbroke horse so that's a decent amount of money so most of them were like 5000 and up. 
and these horses were not trained. So for that kind of money, you're going to have a pretty nice-minded horse in general. So, which is good. Like, if you're going to do these competitions, I definitely think that a well-bred, good-minded horse is going to handle it better. But the problem is, is Joe sees this on TV. Joe gets a two-year-old Arabian or a thoroughbred off the track and is like, I'm going to do this in three days. And then we have problems. And you have problems already in these competitions because you can see the body language of the horses and they're extremely stressed out. So when you compound that with a horse that is not bred to be as quiet and just okay with pressure and not as sensitive, then you you have a much bigger problem from someone who goes and has that kind of horse and then we can have a bigger wreck and a big blow up or whatever. I, I just find that dangerous. Um, and then I also don't love the ignoring of equine behavior. So I see some people, some trainers will describe what's happening and describe how the horse is feeling about it. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But if you were paying attention the whole time, you'd be like, these horses are terrified the whole time and you wouldn't want to participate in it. So I feel like a lot of the time they will say, oh, well, he's worried about this and let me get him over it. And thinking about it in the terms of I'm going to get him over it in like five minutes because I have two hours and I want to win this competition versus well, let's take our time and and build on step by step and make sure that he's okay with it. So it just, competition can breed not great things, especially when you add in animals and horses specifically are prey animals. So you're just compounding the problem. But I see a lot of the time, just the trainers will be talking about their horses and they'll be like, oh, well, the, the horse's you know, he's learning and he's kind of worried about that, but he really likes to work. He really likes his job. He likes this. And that part can bother me, like just in general, the anthropomorphism, telling like false narratives to kind of cover up what's actually happening, or maybe they don't know what's actually happening. They're not reading the body language correctly. Um, I've seen lots of times where the horse is maybe spooking at something and they're like, oh, we just got to push him past that and then he'll be fine with it. And it's just, that's not what's happening. Uh, I don't like the ones where it's, oh, well, he likes his job. He's bed, he's bred to do this. So he he's going to enjoy this job. Like that has nothing to do with anything. You could have the, the, you see it all the time in horse racing. Like their mom's a triple or their mom's a big name racehorse. Their dad's a triple crown winner. Like he is bred to run and the horse is the slowest thing out there. So that means nothing basically. So just saying like, oh, he likes this or, oh, he has this human characteristic means nothing. It just helps that audience feel better about what's going on. So I don't love that. But uh, another thing about the competition thing is the focus in these competitions are on results and not how the horse is feeling about something, not how well he's doing his training. Sometimes... I'll see trainers on there and they'll be like, well, you know, it's just today's not his day. Like, oh, we're just going to go slow. We're going to do that. But the horse is already pushed past the point of like his threshold. Like he's way over threshold. He's freaked out. So really the best thing for that horse would just be to not 
put him in this situation be like I see that the horse is worried we're not going to do it but they don't I've never seen anybody do that so I don't love how competition breeds like we must get it done at all costs like I'm worried about the money or the butt buckle or the trophy or whatever I love to show and I like to show but I like to show because I like to have goals for my horses so I'd be like oh I want to take my horse and do this dressage test and I have goals based on my horse not based on what I want at the time so I'll be like well I want to take my horse and I just want him to be more calm at this show or I want his trot transitions to be better or I want my halt to be better or whatever it might be like I'm looking out for my horse first and I want to be better together versus oh oh I really want a blue ribbon today or I really want that money or that horse trailer or whatever and I'll get it at all costs Um, I feel like that can be really dangerous with animals. Like it, it just, it usually doesn't end well. So, um, that's just one of those things that I think it should be changed just to something else. Um, I feel like we have lots of possibilities and options that it could be. Um, and we just pick the one that scares the crap out of the horses. So I, I don't like that. Um, the other thing that I have here is, they don't have, they have lots of different trainers, but they're essentially doing the same thing. So it's basically um, like so-and-so natural horsemanship trainer is doing a slightly different version of this other natural horsemanship trainer. And maybe one will be in an English saddle, but essentially they're about the same. They're all using negative reinforcement at varying degrees and levels. And it's basically the same. So and the reason you don't see positive reinforcement people doing is most of the time we're like, yeah, that's way too fast, way too much. Like, it's just not necessary, so we don't even do it. But really, it's going to be, even though there's different trainers and you can pick up little things, which I do think is good and I'll talk about in a little bit, um, you just see a lot of, I feel like I see too much pushing and pressure then is good for the horse and I feel like the competition part really adds to that and that's why that's happening so like saddling the horse within the first hour or whatever and he's bucking and the crowd's like oh like that's just not okay with me I don't like to see horses bucking I don't think that it should be happening I I think we have the skills and the knowledge and the time to do it correctly and teach the horses what it means positively and get those good pathways in their minds so that they're not terrified of the saddle for the rest of their lives. So I think there's just a better way to go about those things. And I've seen every colt starting competition, there's a horse that's bucking, there's a horse that's pulling away, there's a horse that's way over threshold, that's running away, that's hitting the panels, that's calling for its friends, like horses that are distressed. So I don't like that. Um, A couple other things I have is for me specifically, and I feel like for a lot of horse trainers, um, it's going to be about, or even just people who are not a trainer and just a rider or own a horse or something, it's not about just people having fun. It's about having this experience with an animal. So if my horse is worried under saddle, 
I am totally fine with spending the time that it takes on the ground to get that horse trusting me and we're working together and build him back up and then go back to ride. I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to take the time that it takes for that horse. I'm not on a time frame. I'm on the horse's time frame, not on my time frame. And I feel like that line gets real blurry there because a lot of the time horses are seen or looked at as just like the animal equivalent to a dirt bike or a four-wheeler or a car. And we're lucky enough and privileged enough that we don't have to use them as that anymore. So there's really no reason for someone to say, well, I have to get him broke in whatever the time frame might be because I need him to do to to ride to do any amount of work because in our world we don't have to do that anymore I don't need to break my horse because I need to ride him to school or ride him to work or whatever like that's just not something that has to happen anymore so it's purely from a human wanting to have fun or wanting to do something that they want to do so I always like to put the horse first take the time it takes for the horse to feel good about it and then I can have fun and I have fun the whole time because I think the journey is awesome I like to see the changes I don't care if we nail our flying lead changes or if my horse learned how to back up one step like it's good for me regardless because I love that and that's part of why I do this but um, I think so many times it can just be like well I want to run barrels so I'm just going to run barrels and not worry about xyz like how my horse feels or does he even know how to canter properly (laughs) like all this other stuff so I don't I don't like seeing that and there's just there's no good reason for people to be like well I want to get him broke in this amount of time frame it's just you want to go for a ride you could go and take lessons somewhere too um until your horse is broke so I just have a problem with that I want to take the time that it takes for the horse I didn't care about me. The horse owes me nothing. I decided that I wanted to keep him. So I'm responsible for him. I'm responsible for his well-being, his happiness, his health. I'm responsible for all of that. So he does not owe me anything. So I think that's really important. And then I feel like there's a lot of just not paying attention to the horse. And it goes back to just just the the ways of competition. And I feel like it's getting better. It's definitely getting better than it's been in the past where it's like when it all costs. But recently, um, if you've seen memes and things going around after the patathlon, I think, from the Olympics, when the uh, rider was trying to get the horse to go forward and he was smacking it, or she was, and just would not go forward and was rearing and it was this big deal in it like it was very unfortunate that we that it happened and that we had to see it but I feel like it's good in a way because it's putting this spotlight on horse sports and like we need to make them better because if we don't they probably aren't going to exist anymore and I don't want that to happen but I want the sports to happen in a good way for the people and the horses so I feel like that really put a spotlight on us it was like whoa like people who don't have horses like what is happening like this is not okay and people who have horses like yeah this is not okay so I feel like we're moving in the right direction um but that was just another event that kind of went with that and I see a lot of those fearful behaviors during these competitions so another thing is usually for me these horses are too young so I believe they're usually like three. They might be a little older. 
So obviously it could be worse, but (laughs) what I want is that it could be better. So for me, I'm not doing a ton of hard work when they're three. That's, it's too young, Um, especially a lot of round pen work, a lot of circling work, and just, just the amount of work is too much for me. Um, I see a lot of running. I see a lot of scared horses. I see a lot of dripping and just covered in sweat. For me, my horses are not ever dripping in sweat unless it's just really hot outside, but there's just no need for that. If you're doing it right and you can set the horse up, like really sometimes I'll be out there for 10 minutes and I'll get the behavior I want. We're done. That's it. That's all I want. Like gone are the days of working like till you get it or working for over an hour on something. And yeah, I used to do that. And that's, uh, that was what I knew at the time. And now I know better. So I do better, but I, I just don't like seeing those. Um, and, they're, and at that point, they're not thinking. Like when they're running away from something or you're chasing them forward when you're round paying them or you're lunging them, they're not thinking at that point. All they need is air at that point. They're exhausted. So if I went and someone was like, well, you're going to run until you get this math problem. Like I can't even think about the math problem. If, I, if my lungs are burning because I can't get enough air, I'm only thinking about the air and the rest that I want. And then I can think about the math problem after that. So um, that's just another thing that I see quite frequently in those. And then another part of it is the roping, which I don't love. Roping is this whole, whole other thing within itself. But uh, that's again where that competition comes in. It's like, well, we're in a time crunch. So instead of like taking all the steps and teaching the horse to lead, I'm just going to rope it and like drag it toward me and then put a halter on it. And you can see that the horse isn't retaining it because on day three, a lot of the people still had to rope their horse. So it's like, okay, it's not working. It's not training the horse. It's just a means to the end. It's just, I'm going to rope him because then I can put a halter on him and then I can ride him. So, and that's just a big red flag for me too, because when I'm training other people's horses or my own horses, like my horse needs to do X, Y, Z before I go on. So a horse that I cannot catch, like there's, I have no business riding. A horse that cannot stand still, I have no business riding. So a lot of the time, I see really poor choices in horsemanship at those kind of things. Like the horse is spinning around and the rider's trying to get on it. Like, no, 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 no. Like maybe that trainer or rider can ride out a buck and be fine. That's great. Good for you. But most people cannot. (laughs) And I feel like it's just showing all of these poor training styles and they're just put on display. It's like, well, this horse was spinning around, but he got on, so it's fine. But you're not taking into account, like, that horse was terrified, and you have no business riding it. Because if he's terrified with you getting on, do you think he's going to be better when you ask him to canter around in the trail or go over all the obstacles at the end of the competition? No. <laughs> so you're just kind of blowing by all of the horse's body language and just ignoring it because you want to get to the end. You want to get to your trophy or your goal. So I feel like it breeds some nasty things in people. Um, it also doesn't do a lot of great things for trainers, I want to say. And back to the first things I said, like unrealistic, horribly unrealistic time frames. And then you have clients that think that, yeah, this is what should be done. Like I saw it on TV. Of course, this is what should be done. So 
And then the some trainers will want to try to make those clients happy and be like, yeah, well, I can do it in a month. And it's like some horses, maybe you could start in a month. Yeah, that's true. The way we have some, some good-minded horses, absolutely quiet, dead quiet horses, that could happen. Are they like the majority? No. So um, I just think that that, that pushing that you see of the horses, like the people are also being pushed, pushed to. If you watch any of those competitions, the trainers are sweating. They're, they're exhausted. Like, and it's dangerous too. Like I've seen lots of them get thrown off and bucked off and, um, I don't want to see that either. So, um, really overall, it's just, the whole thing is unattainable and it's just for spectacle. It's just, let me, like, let's watch this horse buck. Let's watch me ride it over this tarp. Let's watch me run it around. Like, it's just, it's a lot of, like, horse suffering for human, maybe not necessarily enjoyment, but entertainment. So I feel like it should just, it could be done differently. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about cult starting competitions um, I haven't heard a, a lot about it, um, and I was very interested to see it when I had watched them for years before I even questioned it, too. I was like, oh, this is cool, like, get to see so many things all at once, and then I started the last few years, I was like, wait, <laughs> like, this this feels wrong, <laughs> so, and I just keep going more toward that position of, like, we should do something differently here, but a lot of people don't see that. So that's kind of what this podcast is about. This is my opinion. This is what I think as a trainer. Um, And I think it could get better. So I've said all my cons. I've said all the things that I have problems with. (laughs) Um, But I do think there are some good things that I feel like if we just tweaked and changed it, it could be something really awesome. So if you stayed this far and this long uh, after my long rant, then that's cool. (laughs) So, um, my pros are, there is a lot of information. Um, I definitely now have stepped away from a lot of negative reinforcement. I don't think it's bad, but I like positive reinforcement better. I've, I've had more successful success with it. So that's where I'm going. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of options and I do like that. Um, are they all similar? Yes. And that's what, one of the things that I think we could change is, inviting more trainers, inviting maybe some clicker trainers, positive reinforcement trainers, just different ways of doing things. I like a lot of Warwick Schiller stuff too. He's kind of a bridge between the two. Um, I feel like those kind of things need more light shed on them. Um, the clinics that they do at lots of these events is, is great. So um, they're probably not going to have that attendance because you're not watching like the car crash, like everybody's watching NASCAR to see the car crash. Like people come to these things to see the guy get bucked off and the horse blow up. So I know that's a part of it, but I feel like it should start shifting to where the crowd wants to see the horse do well and the horse is relaxed and the trainer is happy and everybody's good. And like, I know that's not, that's like the rainbows and butterflies version, but I feel like we could get there. Like that's something that we could do. So I feel like what my preferred cult starting competition would be is just different new trainers. And then let's not necessarily, I would get rid of the obstacle course and I don't care about the riding. I want to do 
what can I teach this horse in this amount of time? So I think two hours is too long. So maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes and give your trainers like maybe a task to teach your horse. So maybe everybody's going to teach their horse um, just how to be caught, how to lead, how to back up, how to pick up their feet, something like that. And it doesn't have to be a horse that's completely unhandled either. Um, it could, if you want to teach it to be caught or whatever, those kinds of things. It could be a horse that just needs some help with things. And, you know, and you could make it into a competition kind of thing. But I kind of like that better to where, you know, maybe the task for today is maybe you do have a tiny obstacle, not a whole obstacle course. Maybe it's just, let's see the best, calmest way to get your horse over this ground pole. And that it would be your thing for today. And that sounds boring as hell. <laughs> but <laughs> it would get, like, for most people, I would like it, um, depending on the um, the different available trainers and kind of what they're doing and stuff like that. But, um, and kind of, like, up the ante. Maybe let's do that at Liberty. Like, maybe let's see if I can get my horse at Liberty to go over the pole at the other side of the arena. I think that would be kind of interesting. Make it a little bit different. Um and obviously, like, that's a stripped-down version. That's not the, oh, he's riding and he's, you know, doing all these things. It's amazing. Like, I feel like that's definitely less amazing. But overall, I feel like that's going to breed more compassionate trainers and riders and people in general. And I want to shift the focus from I got my horse started in this amount of time to I was successful with my horse in this amount of time. And it could be a little thing. It doesn't have to be he's completely feral and I've now he's rideable in three days like that's just too much so I think there's options for other things and you could even have just horses that are ridden and maybe you have a different obstacle or a different task for them and just putting some more time into their training um and you could just have one or many trainers and then you could have maybe different horses and then we could judge it on how well the horse does over doing the task or you know doing the behavior or whatever it might be and then I feel like relaxation needs to be a huge part of it it's like how relaxed did your horse stay while you did all of these things and a big part of it is going to be you know horses aren't meant to be in our environment they're definitely not meant to be like in this big coliseum full of screaming people, like most horses are going to be terrified. So um, that's going to be just like in and of itself. Like that's why just competitions in general can be hard because um, you have to do so much training just to get your horse there and get your horse relaxed there and then performing well there. So I just feel like there could be a different, better way that we could do this and promote good training, relaxed training, you know, just the journey of having a horse, I feel like is, is special and there's no need to rush it. We, you know, take our time. We got time. So, um, those are my, my thoughts. I, I went to a colt starting competition here locally near my house and it was quite interesting. Um, not in a great way. So, that's what I'm saying, like, when you have the big ones, like, Road to the Horse, it trickles down, and it gets messier the further down you go. So, and I'm not saying, like, 
down as far as in bad, but when you have someone who has 30, 40 years of horse experience, like training, they're, they're usually going to do fairly well. They can hold their own. But then when you have the local competition where they just need a trainer and maybe that person only has a few years of experience, that's where it can get dangerous. And that's what I saw was it was getting dangerous. So, and yeah, the big ones, it can be dangerous too, but I just feel like as it goes to, well, we want to have a cult starting too. So let's find some local trainers. Like, you know, maybe we don't have that many options for local trainers. I don't know what the backstory was to that, but it was getting very dangerous. So, uh, and same with the ideas that are pushed by these things, like the roping, like I am a terrible roper. So it's like, and, and it can just cause so many problems if you don't know what you're doing and it's like oh I saw this guy did it on tv and then it's like okay well now I have a horse roped and I can't get it off or it's dragging me around or it's run through my round pen or you know it could be all these things like I just there's just a lot of things that are dangerous about that so like when you trickle it down to someone who's saw this and is like oh well I want to ride my horse soon I'm just gonna throw a saddle on it and then it crashes through the fence and gets hit by a car like you know, I'm, I'm probably definitely going crazy with my bad scenario examples, but it is possible. So especially when you're working with horses, horses are inherently dangerous. So I just feel like we should be promoting better, safer, more humane training methods. So then someone can see this on TV and be like, Oh wow, I saw this guy and he, or this girl and she, um, trained this horse to, just be so relaxed in this environment. And like, I know that's probably the nerd in me talking, but I feel like we could do it. Like everyone starts out working with horses because they love horses. So I feel like that could come back out again. So that's what I've got on my horse uh, starting competitions. That's purely my opinion. Um, But that's what I've got for today.